Good morning, Raymakers in training, or Ritz as I like to call you. Not rats, Ritz. This week's episode will be funny and informative. This is Gene Valdez, your host and professor of Rainmakingology. For those of you who listened to my introductory episode, and if you haven't, I suggest that you do, I discussed a winning CEO case study. I referred to the CEO by the name of Daniel, a name I made up, and I didn't mention the name of the company either. With us today is the man, the legend, Parrish Morris, who is the actual CEO and the name of his very successful company, which is Dependable Onsite Scan and Shred, Inc., doing business as document security solutions. My plan is to ask Parrish a series of questions about his transformative journey from an honorably discharged Marine to a certified Rainmaker and what he learned about himself, his business, and what wisdom he can share with you, the listeners, in your desire to take your businesses to the next level. Parrish meets the requirements of a certified Rainmaker because he's been in business for more than 10 years. And if you remember in my introductory episode, 70% of all businesses fail within their first 10 years. And he's been profitable. So he knows of what he speaks. Parrish has a long list of accomplishments and accolades. He launched his current company in 2006. He earned his business degree from the University of Phoenix in 2013. He earned an SBA certification with the Department of Veteran Affairs as a veteran-owned small business. In 2018, he was awarded the Veteran Small Business Champion of the Year by the SBA. That's quite an honor. Finished third in a Shark Tank competition hosted by St. Joseph University in 2016. And finally, he became an SBA 8A certified company in 2020. Passionate listeners, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Parrish Morris. Parrish, how are you, man? Well, pretty good, man. I mean, I'm hanging in here, you know, Um, hanging in here day by day, right? Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time, Parrish. I know you're very shy, and so you got to come out of your shell, okay? Um, so let's let's get right into it, Parrish. And I'm I know that you're a kind of give back to the community kind of guy. So everything we talk about, I know in your mind is what could I say? Because I experienced it myself to those listeners that would help them achieve their goals. So my first question right out the gate, I know everybody wants to know this. Who is tougher, a Marine, an Army guy, or a SEAL? Who would win the bar fight? You know, you know, Gene, I'm going to let that legendary question go unanswered, you know, because uh, you just get me in trouble, man, you know? It's not the kind of question you go to, the, like, the VFW, you know, and you don't start out, you know, answering a question like that, Right. So I'm going to leave that alone. You know what I mean? I I don't want to, you know, cause any friction with all my veteran, the veteran community out there. Right. 
You know, All right, so. I got you. So the short, well, an, the short answer is the Marine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, all kidding aside, uh, Parrish, um, I speak for all my listeners. We appreciate and thank you for your service. Sir. So you're in the military for 20 years. What gave you the idea to start your own business and why in the heck did you do it? You, you know, Gene, uh, after 20 years of military service, I joined right out of high school, right? And uh, so, um, you know, 20 years, I served in an administrative capacity. Um, and, uh, you know, I picked up some skills along the way, but the 20 years went real fast, right? Uh, to me, it did. So I basically was successful at transitioning my the skill sets that I knew that I would transition with, right? Which is 20 years of, of, of administrative uh, uh, experience and skills. And I was on recruiting duty, you know, I was on recruiting duty for four years. And when I, when I left recruiting duty, I stayed in a recruiting environment, right? So if you can look back on what makes a successful entrepreneur, in my opinion is skill sets, right? your basic skill sets that it takes to basically uh, run a business, right? Um, so, so to answer your question softly, when it was time to retire, I basically took a look at uh, the hard skill sets that I have and that I had acquired, which was basically administrative and uh, recruiting skills, which is sales, right? So if you combine those two skill sets, uh, first of all, the administrative skills I had was computer knowledge, pay-related knowledge, HR-related experiences, things of that nature, right? Which you can easily see how those experiences translated into running a business, right? Uh, recruiting, um, I spent five years on recruiting duty. Um, so I had the knowledge of sales, focused on sales. And if you focus on sales and have systems in place and processes, um, I, I'm, I'm a true believer that you can generate revenue. Uh, doing anything. Okay. So let me jump in here. Uh, tell the listeners in 25 words or less what your company does today. Okay. And who's your target market? My company basically is a document shredding company. So our uh, goal is to protect your private information from leaking to someone who uh, could do some bad things with it. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, so I got started in the, uh, paper shredding industry, in 2004, identity theft was the fastest growing crime in America, right? Okay. Um, so I bought a shredder and I bought a van and, uh, you know, I put an ad in the uh, penny savers. I know that kind of dates you, right? The penny saver has been around. It does. It does. Dinosaur age. That's okay. So I, so I started shredding paper uh, for real estate offices uh, any small businesses that would call me, I would shred their documents uh, with a shredder that I had in the back of a van. So uh, my target customer was doctor's offices, lawyer's offices, hospitals, dentists, any small business that accumulated documents that they did not want anyone to uh, uh, throw away, you know, or get okay. in the hands of other people. So, so Paris, did you get this idea for the document shredding while you're uh, in the military, ready to retire, or you came up with this idea after you 
Okay. We're discharged. Well, when I was in the military, in the Marines, I was in administrative capacity, right? So I dealt with service records. I dealt with health records. I dealt with social security numbers. Uh, Deployment records always had people's names and social security numbers. So uh, I had a secret clearance and we were already practicing, you know, uh, securing people's private information, right? So security, right. data burst, and I think that. So it was almost like I had already acquired this, 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 the knowledge, you know, of, and the mindset of, of, of securing confidential information, right? So I said a secret clearance and everything, right? When I said I started to evaluate what skill sets that I had and experiences, it was a natural transition because identity theft was the fastest growing crime in America. So I started to do my market research. I started calling around to other shredding companies. And after about, you know, you know, making calls and just, you know, going on the internet, Googling, you know, finding out more and more information, I said to myself, this is something I should really, really consider, right? Um, so I started taking classes about how to formulate my business, whether or not I wanted an LLC, S-Corp, uh, uh, or do a sole proprietorship. So I did all the basic researching things I needed to do through the SBA to determine whether or not, you know, I should do this before I actually went and, and did it. So many of my clients are thinking about starting a business. Many of them have already done it. And many of them want to start a business, but they don't have any idea what that business should be about. If I'm reading between the lines with you, the idea or the seed of your business came from your job in the military and your research. And so your whole idea for a business was to fill this gap, if you will, of what do you do with private and sensitive documents? Yes. And that, that was the origin. So it was a combination of your job and the military and your research that said, I can make a business out of this. Yes. And Gene, back in 2004, there were a lot of laws that were created on the state and federal level to combat all this identity theft. Right. So I kind of figured if they were going to formulate law, you know, around this identity theft thing, thing I could be a part of the solution. Right. And, right. You know, and that's what other, you did. And there were other companies. So the market was was there. And, you know, I just needed to kind of sketch out market share. Right. 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 Okay. I I just, you know, there's so many uh, examples of small business owners where you ask them the question, how did you come up with uh, your idea for your business? And in many cases, it's sort of the same scenario that you just described. It's that at the time, I determined that's what people needed. And I put all this together. And I came up with a business model surrounding this particular need, which is what you did and which with any small business owner could do out there, either prospective new business owner or an existing business owner. That's right. So when you entered the business world, were you aware that you didn't have a lot of the quote unquote standard business skills and did that scare you? And what wisdom could you share with small business owners today who just are inundated with all the things that they have to do to run a business and don't necessarily have all the skills. How did you plow through? What was your solution to that? You know, Gene, it's a very interesting question. But again, the, the, the one person that you have to rely on when you go into business is yourself. You, you have to be prepared to do it yourself. So 
you know, my thing is focus on yourself, right? So I simply focused on the skill sets that I knew that I could build upon, you know? So I had a foundation at 20 years in the military. So okay. I had a foundation of skill sets. So I had, a, I had a tool belt, if you will, of, of tools that I could use, right? So I focused on the tools that I had and identified the tools that I didn't have. And I went and, you know, I took various courses. I went to college. Uh, I went to the SBA. I took college, uh, classes with the, through the SBA. So, so, you know, one thing about me is, when when um only person that knows about this gene is my wife. Now I'm gonna tell you and I know you can keep a secret, right? Uh and, and of course the podcast members, right? I when I was in high school, I carried a briefcase in high school. You did. I, I, I looked like a geek. <laughs> <laughs> so so the point of the story is I wanted to be a business professional, right? Okay. I did not want to be a basketball player, a professional basketball player. I did not want to be in the NFL. I wanted to be an entrepreneur, a businessman, right? Um, so, so I knew that all along. Um, so, so here, here I am. You know, years and years later, I, I'm successful because I focused focused on what I knew I could do, and 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 I concentrated on the things that I couldn't do, and I got an education in those things, right? I mean, that's a very good point is that all entrepreneurs can't be all things to all people. So, so your message to the listeners is focus, if I'm interpreting this correctly, focus on what you do know and what you don't know, try and shore that up so that you become well-rounded. Absolutely. And that's, that's going to give you the confidence to launch, you know. Let's flip a little gears here, Parrish. Um, is COVID, has it forced you to change your business model at all? And why and how you approach the business? Absolutely. What um, are you doing to combat the COVID implications in the in the economy? Well, I, I would tell you this, Gene. When when COVID first hit, um, I was concerned that that our employees, all our employees, at one time would catch COVID, right? And surely everyone would have to quarantine. So if everyone had to quarantine at one time, guess what? Nothing's going to get done. So my, my immediate concern was, how do we make it rain during COVID, be productive? So we started to look at working at home, the reality of having people working from home, right? Yeah. So how do you keep employees productive when you don't have direct supervision of them, right? Another thing was the right equipment. We didn't have the right equipment. We didn't have extra laptops and things of that nature there. So we have transitioned through COVID, but we were able to take our use of technology, right? To continue to get things done. So it's that all- so you you did that on the fly, and so am I. If I'm hearing you correctly, you didn't experience any dramatic downturn in your revenues or sales. No, because we're a federal contractor, and what I mean by that is the federal government is our our biggest customer. So okay. through the process of having the right people, having processes in place and systems and technology, we were able to sustain ourselves and actually grow. So a lesson for the listeners, sometimes you just have to kind of fine tune how you're delivering the business and just kind of go with the times, you know, restaurants are delivering, restaurants have pickup, but you have to be open-minded in terms of a business person to react to what's happening in the external environment so that it just doesn't, you know, kill you, you can survive. And you, and you did that. And that's a message that's universal. 
You have competition, right, Parrish? Yes, mm-hmm, absolutely. What advantage do you think you have over your competitors and why? Well, Gene, first of all, I love competition. I love competitors. Uh, we have competitors throughout the country. We have small competitors and we have large competitors. Right? And when we say competitors, we're talking about companies that shred documents. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yes. But I, I think my advantage as a small business, because we are a small business still, right? And I want to try to remain a small business because we have a we have an advantage uh, with the federal government on contracting as long as we're a small business, right? But large businesses can't make quick decisions, and we can. So as a, as a small business, we can make quick decisions. We can make them relatively quicker than large businesses. Um, that's our key to success as a, as, a, as a small business owner is we can make all of my key people that make decisions in my company, accounting, my finance folks, my HR people, my operations, I can reach them by calling them, you know, and we can talk for one or two minutes and make a decisions on things, right? Large businesses don't, they, they can't do that. They cannot turn. I think the term is turning on a dime, right? Right. I'm assuming that most of your competitors are really large companies. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Okay. And, and, okay. and now, Gene, we go after the big opportunities. Small businesses now can go after large opportunities as long as, you know, you have the formulas of, of you know, the secret sauce, right? Yeah. You know, some companies think, well, I'm too small. I'm not one of the big boys. I can't compete. But your smallness and your nimbleness and your ability to react quickly is actually your strength. And big companies can't do that. That's right. And I know a lot of small business owners do do that. They say, you're talking to the decision maker. I run the show. If we want to do it, I make a quick phone call. That's it. Right. That's right. important in today's slow pace, slow paced right. world. So you've been through the, a, the entrepreneurial journey. You've seen it all. I'm sure you've had your bumps and bruises along the way. What is the best advice you can give a small business owner listener today that you think that would help them stay in business and stay profitable? You, you know, Gene, first of all, I haven't seen it all. I really haven't seen it all. I've had uh, people tell, business owners tell me, like, you know, some folks and colleagues that have been in business longer than I have has told me, there is something happening in your business that you don't know. It's like a cancer, right? And one day it's going to surface, one Monday morning or Friday morning, right? Which is, you know, when things come up that you can't, you can't really prevent it. It's brewing, it's happening, uh, it's dormant, it's hitting, and all of a sudden- It's there. It's there, yeah. It's all of a sudden it's there, right? So I, I would tell you when those things happen, and they do, okay, they will in business- the thing that saves me from when that thing occurs is, have you ever heard of the term putting the cart before the horse? Yes. People tell you don't put the cart before the horse, right? Right. Well, I focus on the cart, okay? And what I mean by that is four aspects of business you have to get right. That's the accounting and finance piece, the administrative and the human resources uh, piece. It's the operations piece and the sales and marketing and, and I would tell you that you focus on the cart. And the horse is basically the market, right? Whatever market you go on, it's the power to get there, right? The, the market is there. The market is never the horse, in other words, always going to be able to find the horse, right? But if right. The, cart, the cart is not put together correctly, you, you're, you're going to have a hard time, right? So I always say, make sure you, you put your cart together before you go out and buy the horse. 
Could I summarize by saying just make sure your business is in order, it's healthy, and you're paying attention to all aspects of it. So when you do get an opportunity, you're ready to go after it. Yeah, well, and that's easier to say. I mean, because people are going to say, well, well, Gene, what is that all about? You know, well, how do I do that? You know, is there a formula for that? You know, well, there is. There is a formula for it, you know. The way you focus on that is you have to have a mentor and a coach. I, w- I would tell you, and Gene, you know, uh, when I was thinking about doing this, I met you and you were, you know, you got me in this. You got me in this business with the finance piece. I didn't know the language of finance, right? Going to the bank, you know, a business plan, the performance, your, your plans and things of that nature there, right? There is a way you have to go about doing that. And you have to spend a quite amount of, of time doing that in order to get it, I would say, ready to launch. One must spend a fair amount of time uh, putting the cart before the horse. I know I keep saying that because it's, it's my favorite reminder to myself to make sure any, any venture that I go after, that all my, my wheels on my cart are inflated, if you will. Gene, have you ever driven a car on a flat tire before? No. <laughs> <laughs> Have you accidentally, not on purpose, just accidentally went out and all of a sudden you, you, you noticed your tire was flat? You know, all right, you got me. I did that once. I was, me, I okay. had too many drinks. Well, so yeah. I just want to ask you the mental side of the business. You know, it's, as you know, it's grueling because you're up and down. And if you're an emotional person, when you have a good day, you're happy. When you lose your big customer, you're not so happy. How did you maintain that mental discipline for 16 years since you've been in business? Gene, I, I just, I really, I told you in high school, I carried a briefcase, right? I knew. Well, what does your briefcase I, have I to knew, do with keeping you happy? Well, because I really, really wanted it. I wanted okay. it. You know, so you're I talking passion. I, I made up in my mind that this is what I wanted, right? Okay. Um, and and I decided nothing was going to keep me from from doing this, right? Okay. I, I, it what it wasn't. It, I didn't I didn't care that the bank told me they wasn't going to give me a loan once, right? Because they actually told me that a couple of times, right? The answer to your question is you, you just got to have the fire in your belly uh, to want to do this. And my my thing was I never wanted to go to a job. I, you know, when I retired from the military, I, I went to a job, and I didn't I didn't like the experience of being on, on, in a job, you know, what I didn't really have control of my own destiny. That's a fair answer. And for all of those listeners out there and me included, a lot of people in the business world, they always hear this corny cliche, you know, you can be whatever you want to be, you know, there's no limit, but from what you're saying and what, and I totally agree with you is that you have to have fire in the belly. You have to breathe it focus on it think about it every single day you have to have tunnel vision that i'm going to make my business successful i don't care how many times i get hit i'm going to be on the map but i'm going to get up in the competitive marketplace that we are now everybody gets knocked down so many times and it's so easy to say you know maybe i should just get a job so i'd like to end this with this what you're telling me is what i really believe as well to all listeners out there, if you're having a bad day, it's normal. If you're having a good day, appreciate it, but don't give up. Just keep plugging because you never know the next day 
you may meet one person that could change your life. Parrish, um, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, what is the best way to contact you? 951-442-8365. Again, that's 951-442-8365. My name is Parrish Morris. The company is Document Security Solutions. I, I answer all my calls personally, too. Parrish, thank you so much. We'll see you on the trail. That's a wrap for today, listeners. If you like this episode, please leave a positive review. To access my previous or future episodes, check out my website or check out the podcast directories of Apple, Google, or Spotify. I will see you next week. This is Gene Valdez. See you later.